Coming at you live from the treehouse version of Robert Eggers' The Lighthouse, it's Cartoon Night in Canada. Hey, what you watching? Got a problem with cartoon? Cartoon Night in Canada, a nostalgic podcast where we dig through the animated past to find what cartoons made here in Canada are worth remembering. I'm your co-host, Chris Lucy Antonio. And I'm your co-host, Sylvie Kettles. And we are wading back into the territory of Garbage for Babies. That was a little strong. Huh? I, I don't think that's strong enough for this. I don't know, because I always feel... I So I have no shame, as this mm-hmm. podcast uh, is can attest to. Mm-hmm. I have no sense of shame. Uh, cringe is dead. We embrace... Uh, who we are. I was embarrassed watching this. Yeah, that's that's why I didn't really watch this. Are you? Is this how you're breaking it to me that you did not do the homework for the episode, <laughs> and I'm going to have to do like carry us through this because we are in bad shape? Then I mean, I did I did watch the episode, and then I watched three episodes of a much better show. Wow. Okay. So the the palate cleanser is just <laughs> completely going over your memory of this show okay um well we do our due diligence here on cartoon night in canada and sometimes a lot of the times the majority of the time we have to cover things that are we are not a part of the intended demographic for never were no i mean we cover entertainment for children like we can be honest about that but except for when we do anime and adult shows which usually are intended for children anyway but anyway and the nfb showcases and the nfb showcase where we do high art in these situations we have to wade into the treehouse the cbc kids the pbs kids the stuff that was intended for parents to just park their little toddlers in front of the television screen and leave them unintended for hours. Yeah, while while uh, Uncle Uncle Television was babysitting. Yes, the 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 warming glow of the babysitter in the living room. I can't relate to that at all. <laughs> no, surely. Yeah, no, like there was definitely uh, like a good half hour to an hour chunk between uh, of time between like me and my brother getting home from school uh mom was working at home so like if anything went horribly wrong yes there was an adult but like really (laughs) we were just we were just amusing ourselves with the television so both myself and my brother um but our parents, they worked until 5 p.m. every day. School mm-hmm. let out at 3 o'clock. So there's that two-hour chunk where we absolutely could not be left on our own in our home. Like, that's not acceptable. So on our way home for school, we would stop at a babysitter mm-hmm. for two hours every day before we got the okay from our parents. They're like, hey, it's okay to come home now. We're back. Yeah. And for that two-hour chunk, 
We would mostly just watch TV in the den where the ba babysitter, I have no fucking idea where they were, probably upstairs doing something. Well, they were probably, like, a high schooler who was also doing homework. No, this woman was, like, a 70-year-old Newfie woman. Oh, and, oh my god, in that case, she was watching her, her stories. Watching her stories, yeah, on the other babysitter upstairs. Mm-hmm. All televisions are just babysitters now. We are, we are all babies. I'm gonna go down to Best Buy and pick myself up a nice Sony 4K babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> um, so, apologies to our listeners who want some great um, nostalgic memories of shows you may have forgotten and to hear us dissect them in detail that was never warranted. We're gonna be on autopilot this week. Speak for yourself. You have an agenda here, and I'm thankful for it, because I would have been silent otherwise this entire mm -hmm. episode. So shall we do it? Shall we get this over with? Yep. Where are we gonna play today? Salty's Lighthouse. Come on along, we're on our way. Salty's Lighthouse. All of our friends are there. Hooray! Salty's Lighthouse. Shining a light to guide the Salty's Lighthouse. This is Tugs. On this episode of Cartoon Night in Canada, we are letting Sylvie guide the conversation with her expansive knowledge of all things nautical and seafaring, because it's something called Salty's Lighthouse. Strap in, this one's gonna be exciting. The concept was created by Nina E. Hahn and liberally borrowed, a.k.a. stolen, from the labor of Robert D. Cardona and David Mitten and the works of silent film directors and stock footage producers and procurers throughout the history. Uh, we'll get a little bit into that, but this is a patchwork show if I've ever seen one. Yeah, I think we talked about there, uh, before, there was maybe like 25 to 30% original content in this show. This is barely a program. This is yeah. barely a show. This, this is, is this is like small animated uh, segments in between old episodes of Tugs. This is this is like uh, Elvira's movie hour, mm -hmm. where all of like e every one of those big episodes on public access t uh, television. Yeah, you had a host there. You, you had uh, Elvira the horror host introducing things and being entertaining, but you're there to watch the movie, the 90-minute B-movie from the 80s. So that's kind of what Salty's Lighthouse is to Tugs. They are the intro to a much better show that they're not even going to name drop. Yeah, except by, like, they do, because in the second segment, like, Salty does refer to the Tugs, but, yeah, that might just be as, like, they might just kind of exist as characters in this universe and we're pretending that the 1989 show Tugs doesn't exist. Yeah, to be to be 100% clear on what we're talking about here, Salty's Lighthouse is a it's it's it stylized itself as a variety children's program which was the style at the time where it has these different segments, literally only two though. And one of them is literally just another show from a decade ago called Tugs that was produced in Britain by the same crew and team behind Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends. It's shameless, genuinely shameless, 
I don't think this is allowed anymore. <laughs> it definitely wouldn't be. This kind of shit would not fly because it's such a legally dubious era area of just... I don't know if it's like TLC got the licensing contract for Tugs, and then they looked at Tugs and were like, oh no, we can't possibly put this British shit on the airwaves. Better get some Canadians to dub it over. Let's give ourselves more work. Let's give ourselves more work, not only in dubbing all of it over, but then creating this frame narrative of an abandoned child in a lighthouse in order to intro this quality show from a decade ago. It's so bizarre to me. Yeah. The show, Salty's Lighthouse that is, not Tugs, even though they're kind of indistinguishable, was a co-production between New York-based Sunbow Entertainment, uh, stalwarts of Saturday morning cartoons throughout the 80s. You know them for G.I. Joe, Gem and the Holograms, and the Transformers. And New York-based Bank Street, Bank Street College of Education. To ensure your kids' minds aren't being rotten. Hey, and Hey, Chris. Yes. Neither, yes. neither of those studios are Canadian. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm not done. And technically, I'm going to give them credit because Salty's uh, Lighthouse does not. Technically, the British production company Clearwater Features behind the hit show Tugs should have also been credited in this. Uh-huh. So we're closer to Canada because, yeah, you know... Britain. The Empire and all that. But you might be asking yourself, as you just did, how is this thing Canadian at all? It's, it's really, it's truly, it's truly not. No, that's a good question, uh, but thanks to our friends at the delicious-sounding company BLT Productions in Vancouver, <laughs> we have Canuck voices woven through this cast. They're everywhere. Thanks to the work of veteran voice director Terry Classen, who has been on many episodes mm-hmm. of Cartoon Night in Canada, this is a secret Canada dub episode. Oops. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank sorry, you for that sorry. delayed reaction there. <laughs> sorry, I, well, I was not adequately surprised. This is one of those moments where we are stretching the definition of technically Canadian. We've done this before when we just have... A, mo- a majority Canadian cast, and we just kind of chalked it up like that's Canadian. Yeah, we'll, and I we'll wonder, call it. and I wonder why we're doing that for something like Salty's Lighthouse. Why are we claiming this? <coughs> Theodore oh, Tugboat yes. is a Canadian puppet show created by Andrew Cochran at his own now defunct production company, Cochran Entertainment. Uh, it was originally aired on CBS from July 1993 to October 2001. Uh-huh. I want to talk about Theodore Tugboat. <laughs> <sighs> a completely different show that has nothing to do with either one of these things we're talking hey, about. Well, tangentially, well, tangentially related by theme. Well, um, that's not, that's not entirely true at all. Because uh, Robert D. Uh, Cardona also directed on Theodore Tugboat. Who's that? Okay. Yeah. That's, apparently, that's enough. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> he made Tugs, and then when uh, when Cochran was working on Theodore Tugboat, he was like, "Hey, hey, I I bet I know a guy who'd be really good at this sort of storytelling." Yeah. So, 
this will be a short episode. <laughs> I'm just predicting it now. The show, Salty's Lighthouse, that is, not Tugs and or Theodore, <laughs> the tugboat. <laughs> this show premiered on the Learning Channel, you know, the TLC network, beloved home of the Duggar family, in October 1997 and then lasted until June 1998, lasting a total of 40 episodes of barely any animation. That's too many. I get- too many for this. It's only that long because they had so many episodes of, of Tugs just banked. Yes, and because they credit uh, the the 12-minute segments of each episode as their own episode. Yeah. So technically it's 20. Yeah, I think um, this particular... And technically that's 10 episodes worth of animation. Yeah, like I think we really... Um, we probably didn't need to watch the second one on here because this, this feels like it was the kind of thing where... Um, I don't know how they would have aired them on television, um, but these were definitely designed to be the sort of thing that, like, you'd pop three or four episodes onto a VHS and then sell those at, like, maritime museums. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, dubious education quality, though. Um, for today's episode... Sylvie picked an episode for a very funny reason, so we settled on Strike Up the Band, original air date February 6, 1998, and Blankety Blank, February, original air date February 13, 1998. Animation directed by Sue Peters and Jeff Hall, and written by Barry Harmon, Steve Edelman, and Scott Guy, respectively. And you know what? We gotta throw them in there again, because uh, let's just shout out Robert D. Cardona, David Mitten, and the boat segments being boat segments, by the way, as they're credited in Salty's Lighthouse credits. Written by George Arthur Bloom. You know, the people who did the majority of the work on these episodes, up to and including Terry Klassen for doing all of the voice directing on all of this footage. Yeah. Yeah, because this the same voice cast dubbed over all of the uh, all of the Tug segments. If we have not been very clear, this show is lazy, bland, nothing. Yeah, like, the, the lessons aren't even uh, particularly interesting. No, no. Uh, real quick, let's just name and shame. Um, Ellen Schechter, the educational consultant and or development director on this series. Yeah, not not doing her best. There is next to no educational merit to this show. And like what what little there is, again, just comes from Tugs. Yes, yes, like, all of the work is done for you, all either of, through... All of the problem-solving elements, all of the, like, genuine characters learning that they need to work together, that all happens in Tugs, and then, like, the story is just told to the characters in Salty's Lighthouse, who then just go, well, if Tugs did it, I guess we can do it, too. You have all of the educational content coming from a British show from a decade ago, which has been rewritten and recast by Canadians. Salty's Lighthouse has absolutely no identity. Like, so, there is nothing here. So, like, the interesting thing about Theodore Tugboat is that it uses the, um, it uses the fact that it's telling maritime stories to teach its lessons. So, like, for example, in an episode that's about safety, it's also taking that opportunity to teach you about, like, the little, um, the flag, the, um, signal flags that Tugs would use. Um... So, like, yeah, it's, the, the broader lesson is it's important to be prepared and to, uh, to practice, like, understanding what all of these, like, emergencies could mean, 
so that when you see them, you know what to do. Uh, and so it does that by also teaching you what some of these signal flags mean. You bring up a very good point by talking about a show we're not talking about. Uh -huh. um, with this show uh, set in God knows where, there's no sense of place to this show. Yeah, it's just uh, a random... I assume it's somewhere on the East Coast. Who knows? It doesn't give you any context clues. And you would think, being set in a somewhat exotic location to most of your audience, you know, in continental United States, mm -hmm. you would want to interject a little bit of uh, seafaring education here and there, just to fill out these episodes with something. Because... I can't help imagine that if this was a proper Canadian cartoon that was set in a place in the Maritimes. Uh, probably would have been set in Halifax Harbor, like Theodore Tugboat is. <laughs> something like that, yeah. You would have somebody on that staff saying, like, well, we have so much we can draw from in terms of the area we're talking about, the setting, that we can just fill it with little tidbits of information for kids and get them interested in this location. Yeah. That would be, like, a mandate in the production. Here... There is so little to grasp onto, not even the fact that we are given nothing to go on in terms of where it is, or even if the seafaring location, like this coastal location, has anything to do with the educational merit. They don't even, These sets they don't even teach are you, so bland. They don't even teach you about, like, the operational aspect of a lighthouse. Like, you, your, your whole show is this kid playing with animals in a lighthouse, but, like... The Fresnel lens doesn't even rotate. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It's just a exactly. sentient beam. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Mm-hmm. For shame, Salty. Like, wouldn't it be so... If you, if you have, like, an inherently funny character opportunity here where, like, the Fresnel lens just constantly has to rotate. So what was what's her name? Aurora? Um, Aurora. Her face should just be constantly rotating around. And then you could also have a joke about her being, like, dizzy. Ooh, that's uh, that's money right there. That's animation. We, we, that's, we don't want to do too much of that. We have to put in more tugs if we want to do, <laughs> do that. Yeah, so yeah, instead I... she's basically just, like, this the only adult, I guess, in the lighthouse. She's the one that they go to for advice. And then, and then she's she... like... Well, hey, kiddos, let's just watch another episode of Tugs. She's only there to queue up more Tugs footage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's, this is some pathetic stuff. And I know we're talking about a show for uh, preschoolers, but my God, demand more for the entertainment that you are putting in front of your development mind of your child. Like, there, there's so much wasted opportunity in this show. I just can't get over the look of this show and how bland and uninteresting it is. Outside of the Tugs footage, which is detailed model work, it's delightful, mm -hmm. it's really interesting, it's shot pretty well. Uh, you're just mostly stuck in this nondescript, very milquetoast lighthouse with next to no furniture or definition or any kind of set dressing. Yeah, the, um, the Tugs segment, I believe because um, Cochrane did did go to the creators of Tugs for, for some advice when making Theodore Tugboat. Um, so they're, they're shot in very, using basically the same techniques, where, like, the, the ships are um, radio-controlled, but they are also on, um, they, ha they do have wheels underneath, basically to keep them from, from drifting out of frame. 
So it's both, like, radio control and also just having those physical wheels so that you can be very deliberate about where your your little puppets go. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of interesting puppeteering work that goes on in Tugs and also Theodore. Yeah, all the interesting aspects of this production have nothing to do with the production. It's just all the borrowed footage that they needed to fill out these episodes so they don't have to work too hard. Yeah, I I love the the designs of the tugs. They're delightful. Like they are like there's a lot of character there. I mean, we are dealing with the same people behind um what was it called in the UK? It was like Sunshine Sunshine Station. Shining, Sunny Time Station? Shining Time Station? Shining Time Station, yeah. It wasn't, like, known as Thomas the Tank Engine and no, Friends there. Was, it had a, Yeah, like, it's it's the same company behind it. This is their forte. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And it's why when the greedy people of... Oh, what is this company's name again? Uh, Sunbo Sun Entertainment. When they saw Crutch in the form of all this Tugs footage they could license, yeah. they went for it. Yeah, I really, I really love that even by dubbing over it you can't you can't un-british tugs because like there's a man in a top hat and a monocle just like there is in (laughs) thomas the tank engine and friends yeah see sometimes those things don't translate and it's i mean it's the same thing then for um (laughs) never mind (laughs) God knows where you were going to go with that. God, I Thank even, you for I censoring yourself. Thank, thank you for censoring yourself. I know you're very passionate about Theodore Tugboat. I, I truly am. I, the models, okay, so the models are all in a permanent display at the Halifax Maritime Museum. And Good. Yeah, like, so I did, I did get to see them when I was, like, 13. My family went to Halifax, and we were at the Maritime Museum. We didn't know that they were there. Um, but then we walked in and it was like, holy shit, that's my guy Hank! That's my guy Hank? That's my guy, Hank was always, he's my favorite, because he's just like, he's a little idiot in a toque. Love him. Yeah. Love that for him. I, I'm, I'm just, so I, you, if you go to the, uh, Salty's Lighthouse Wikipedia page, where we get all the information from Wikipedia, it's a very useful source, we do our due diligence mm-hmm. in our, uh, research, uh, the biggest section of that Wikipedia page is all just about the comparisons with Tugs. Well, yeah, because it's unavoidable. It's, no, it's, it's, it's 80, the show. It's 80% Tugs. It is the show. It's the only thing that matters. Like, th- there's nothing here outside of all this footage that they license. And I, I guess we can also get into the other aspect of how they pad these fucking episodes <laughs> out. Um, stock footage from the... Chaplin they, movies. From Chaplin movies, old silent films, and just, like, news broadcast footage. Because they're, they're working with the Bank Street College of Education in New York. So they must have an archive of something that they're working off of. Yeah, I assume that they've just got, like, somewhere they can go where they're like, I don't know, can I get every single bit of newsreel of a marching band? Yeah, because they have these segments to eat up time called Salty Song Time. Uh, where they just have original songs which don't slap and are garbage uh that are tangentially related to the theme of an episode and they're just set to archival footage with like some loose animation splattered over top that's very generous it's uh little like visual accents onto them like someone's drawing on the screen it's i mean i liked watching charlie chaplin films 
it was nice to see some of his very early like work for uh, Keystone thrown yeah. into this program for children. I, I don't think that there's much value to that. No, because I would I would much rather uh, plop my hypothetical children down in front of a Charlie Chaplin film. Yeah, yeah, probably much better for them. I think um, so. I I try to find uh, the exact film that they're using. They use a couple in the second. Yeah, they uh, just, they use uh, not modern times. Um... No, no, even earlier than that, they were yeah. like using the short shorts. Like I think it's a. Uh, the, the segment of him as a waiter going in and out of the doors, I think that's from Caught in a Cabaret from 1914. Yeah. Because you, know, uh, you know why I wanted to know? Because, of course, they wouldn't credit any of the footage. Well, no, because it's their... like, oh, well, we don't have to credit this. This is just an, an important stock footage. But it's so interesting, to me at least, that you're... Like, this is the introduction to a cinematic legend, problematic as he is, to many young Canadian and American kids. Like, mm -hmm. don't you want to, like, at least put the title of the films in the credits? Even as, like, a small little thing, like, in size 8 font. <laughs> well, no, because I don't think that the people creating this uh, saw the value in it. They have a mu as much respect to the stock footage and charlie chaplin footage as they do to tugs exactly no that's filling up time before we can get to the real the real meat of these episodes which is salty kind of learning a lesson taught by tugs taught by tugs to do all of the work for them you know i think uh going back to the design of the show i think this show might have a lawsuit against henry selick oh yeah, because Salty looks a lot like Wyborn. Oh, oh yeah, kind of. No, I, I forgot the name, but yeah, I see it. Like, come on, Henry. <laughs> you really, you think, you think that Henry Selick uh, was, like, watching Salty's Lighthouse with, like, a nephew or something? And then saw Salty and was like, ooh, ooh, let me pull yes, out I my do. sketch pad. I also think um, what he was thinking at the time was, well, they stole from Tugs. Why can't I steal from them? I mean, he's right is the thing. <laughs> it's all part of the process, the creative process. Everybody steals. Sal Salty's Lighthouse is the middle evolution between Tugs and Coraline is what you're saying. <laughs> Is that what I'm saying? I think that's. I what guess you're I'll saying. say that. Sure, sure, I'll go on record and say that. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, just real quick. I guess we have to do some due diligence. Um, what are these two lessons that Salty learns? Uh, he I learns don't really care. that you can make music out of whatever. Cool. Um, and to share a blanket. Great. Wonderful. So, um, in. Uh, on April 19th, 2000, a large-scale replica of Theodore named Theodore II, spelled T-O-O, uh, was launched in Halifax Harbor as a mascot to promote safety. Um, and then mm -hmm. in, like, yep. Yep. Uh -huh. fo fo following the, uh, the closure of Cochrane Entertainment uh, in 2002, uh, Theodore was then sold to a tour boat company so that he could give tours around Halifax Harbor. 
Uh, and then after 21 years in Halifax, Theodore was sold to uh, McKeel Marine in Burlington, Ontario, and he now lives at Hamilton Harbor, where he works with Swim Drink Fish to promote sustainability in the Great Lakes. So wait, this was like a touring vehicle for a while, like a touring well, vessel? He was basically just, he started as a mascot and he would like participate in like tall ship events and like so he would tour with um with tall ships down the eastern sea east seaboard and um and along the great lakes and so like it was just like a traveling show kind of thing that he was he acted as a mascot for harbor safety um and uh and then after a while the tour and then then he became a tour boat for the harbor and then it was sort of just like a novelty of like oh haha ha, this this tugboat has a face and a baseball cap so there is a non-zero chance that somebody somewhere has absolutely had vacation sex on theodore tugboat i mean it would be very hard to it's still a tugboat sized boat there's a non-zero chance that that has happened think about that that's my guy theodore you don't think theodore is down for that he's definitely not oh that'd be like having sex on thomas the tank engine you don't think thomas is down for that no (laughs) do you i don't know like you you put enough cars on top like onto the you put enough cars onto the track with thomas like you know four cars down is he really gonna notice what's happening that's but that would be like, okay, having having sex on a car that is being pulled by Thomas the Tank Engine is about the same as, like, having sex on a barge that is being docked by a tugboat. I think it all counts. I, I think that's technically a threesome in both cases. Okay, okay, okay. I think that's technically a threesome in both cases. This is the only entryway into what you're talking about for me. Yeah, no, that's, that's <laughs> fine. I'm just I'm out. making my own entertainment. Yeah. What other Theodore uh, facts do you have? I think we're done talking about this. Um, so every single story, uh, much like Shining Time Station, uh, has, like, introdu- like introductory human character. Um, Thomas the Tank Engine has the Harbor Master. So he introduces, okay. he introduces every segment. Um, he, and he also acts as the narrator for every episode. Um, well, wait, uh, for, for Thomas the Tank Engine, what was his name? Like, Sir Topham Hat? Well, there was Sir Topham Hat. Um, there was also the Conductor. Oh, yes, they were, Mr. like, separate Mr. characters. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, Mr. Conductor, that's the one who's voiced by Ringo Starr. And yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm in. The I'm back Harbor in. Master is basically Mr. Conductor as well. Like Ah, beautiful. Exact, exact Which Beatles did they get for that? Uh, no, they got Denny Doherty of the Mamas and the Papas. Okay, that's a nin joke. That's absolutely because they're both musicians. <laughs> they're both musicians, um, but Doherty is also uh, a Halifax native, so. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so it just it just made sense. Wow. Okay, so now this episode of Cartoon Night in Canada is more educational than any episode of Salty's Lighthouse. Yep. I just learned something. Yeah. Um, so Amazing. He uh, so Doherty also does the uh, so he does all the the narration and he also does the thing where it's like it's like he's reading a storybook where like he'll say the line f- he'll say all the lines for the for the different tugs and it's he's got like ever so slightly different voices for each ones but it's barely different. Not a voice actor. It's totally fine. Dude. Yeah, 
Um, but he does, he does have such, like, this gentle voice with, like, a thick Nova Scotian accent, like, the, the, it really comes out in his, uh, AR, the hard ARs, so they're, like, Mm -hmm. the hardest part of, of, uh, of Doc and a Barge. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I can hear it. It's, he, he does, he, he has... He's got a really good narration voice, um, but also in the sound design, the the tugs will make little noises, like there'll be a little like honks or whistles or little toots of the horn to emulate like laughter or a sigh. It's it's a it's got really good sound design, and I imagine that tugs was done similarly, but all of that has been lost uh, when it was eviscerated to make Salty's Lighthouse. Yeah, we didn't even get into that, but, like, all of the Tugs footage is not only overdubbed so that uh, we don't have a Peppa Pig situation, all these Canadian kids are talking with British accents. That was so funny, that was the thing. It would be, but it's, we didn't know at the time that that was a a potential outcome. Mm -hmm. But all of these episodes of Tugs are cut to ribbons to fit into, like, these easily easily digestible segments in between the quote-unquote actual plot of the show yeah to basically just manufacture uh a lesson that may or may not have been the lesson taught in the original episode of the tugs that's the fun part is that we don't know how much has been overdubbed or like how these episodes were cobbled together i don't even know how accurate like these characters are to their original source material i think from what I could tell, they mostly kept all of the same names. Well, yeah, no, no, I meant, like, character. Like, because Zorin... Oh, they're in, actual characters. Yeah, like, because Zorin in both of these is, like, kind of a gruff asshole who ultimately has a heart of gold and, like, will pitch in at the, at the 11th hour. But, like, is he that in Tugs, or is he just an out-and-out villain? We'll never know. We'll we never will know. never know, because... Because we have no respect for the original release. I want to know about these models that they've got as the other boats. Right. I'm getting I'm getting Cunard liner vibes off of them. <laughs> I want to know if these so, are uh, like actual models of real boats. They would have to be because I I feel like that was something that they were just basing everything off of actual historical boats um so what's really funny about what salty's lighthouse did to the tugs footage Mm -hmm. what we're calling like what they did to it so you can watch all of the original run of tugs on uh youtube someone's collected all the original episodes in their british release with all the british cast and complete 20 minute episodes not like seven minute segments oh good but also you can find another playlist which just has all the episodes of tugs in their uh, Tugs Kai format in Salty's Lighthouse. Like, seven-minute segments, like, like four to seven-minute segments of stuff of footage of Tugs representing full episodes that are just, like, cut-down versions of the ri- original episodes. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. It's bizarre, like, how just ten years out from premiering on British television... It could get to this point where it's like, yeah, they're all they've all been filtered through this kinda Canadian show. Weird. It is. This is 
it's really weird, and as being a little facetious because we absolutely have something to talk about here. But it's not Salty's Lighthouse. No, it's, it's Tugs. Tugs and Theodore Tugboat. Yeah. The the obviously more interesting element of this. There's also like an interesting narrative to like the creation of Theodore Tugboat because I'm not obviously he knew Cochrane knew that Tugs existed. But the way that he tells the origin story of Theodore Tugboat is that these were stories that he told his his kids as like it starts when like you're trying to tell the difference between like what the different sized tugs roles are in the harbor and so when you're talking to a toddler your first instinct is to kind of humanize them and, hmm. so, and so the way he tells it is that these were these were stories that he told his son when he was like three years old and then later was like oh okay i can i can turn these stories into something but obviously so, he knew that Tugs existed because he could reach out to the creator of Tugs uh, to to direct. So what you're saying is he didn't he didn't discover this thing called Tugs and said like, well I'll just have a bit of that and just no. cook from it. No, I think it started from like a genuine place of like a father telling stories to his children, and then came to like. I could do, like, I could share these stories with more kids and then found out, oh, someone's already done this. Well, why don't I just learn from them to, to, uh, to bring this over to Canada? Wow. I mean, way to have some integrity that Salty's Lighthouse does not. Right. Do you think, so, like, Robert D. Cardona is credited as one of the creators of Salty's Lighthouse on, like, a technicality for, like, the original Tugs footage and Tugs characters. Yes. David Mitten is not who also worked on the show in uh, tandem with Cardona. Do you think they had to fight for that? Like, who who gets credited in Salty's Lighthouse? Not only that, yes, that, but also, did, like, Cardona say, like, well, you're using, like, every episode is, like, 70% stuff I directed. You're, I'm the creator of this show. Oh, okay, you mean, like, in, in who gets to... Like, like, the creators of Tugs, do you, do you think that, like, after all their footage was bought and they saw, like, the finished product of Salty's Lighthouse, they're like, so why don't we have a creator's credit on this? Like, what's going on here? I know it's your concept, but, like, it's all our footage. Yeah, it's weird. This is something we've never come across where th there is no show here outside of the footage that they borrow. Yeah, like, there's there's nothing original to it like the animation done in in, in the salty segments is like it i mean that's literally like they added introductory segments to tugs and they were like this is new this is original this is ours now this is this is elvira this is vampire yeah, this, this, this would not pass the uh transformative test of copyright Ew. infringement Ah, yes, no, absolutely not. No. Uh, I, I, I think I'm done talking about Salty's Lighthouse, except for the one aspect that kind of makes it Canadian. Uh, yeah, we got a bunch of, uh, the, the usual suspects in our lineup. We've got Scott uh, McNeil. Pulling, okay, so everybody you're going to name right now, mm -hmm. they're pulling, like, triple quadruple quintuple duty well yeah here. because also like um tugs has a lot of um extra side characters 
Which, uh, Theodore doesn't. Theodore's only got, like, you've got your, your core cast, and then, like, maybe a few extras. But Tugs has a lot of characters. A lot of models to build. Yeah. Um, so, he plays Zorin, who is, my I think, my favorite character in Tugs. I love this asshole. Oh, I, I, I did not... I did not anticipate getting it so granular here because there's a lot. Yeah. Zorin's the only one that matters. Okay. Um, French Tickner is Top Hat and Warrior. Still the best name of any Canadian voice actor. Yeah. Um, Paul, uh, Paul Dobson as Hercules. And just, just bearing in mind that this is like the one that was featured in this segment from Tugs. Yeah. Uh, they were called on constantly to just voice all of these other characters that would just pop on because the people at Clearwater Features made a lot of puppets. Yeah, Dobson alone plays like 14 characters on Tugs. Probably all recorded in the same day in a almost, studio in Vancouver. Almost guaranteed. Uh, Ian James Corlett plays Ten Cents and... A, a million others and uh but, lenore zan as aurora so she's actually in the in the salty segment she is she's, yes she is the lighthouse um and then also sunshine and a bunch of others in the tugs it, it's bizarre here because the the tugs dubbed artists uh do the best job here because i cannot remember a single thing that any of like the actual voice actors for the actual characters say well because i think what's happening in the um in the actual like salty's lighthouse segment is like the equivalent of god there's a bit in um the 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 dropout show make some noise that that keeps coming up of like okay um i forgot who it's it's um someone show and yes. uh, I forget the woman who's who's in that segment, but their their prompt is like children's cartoon voiceover artists who are like fucking exhausted with this shit. <laughs> and the two of them just put forward an incredible ad-libbed performance of like voice actors who are too good for the show that they're in. And to me, that is what Salty's Lighthouse is. Like accurate. Yeah. Like, just all of these very good actors. We've got Reese Huber, Kathleen Barr, Jenny Stroud, Andrea Libman, and Lenore Zen doing these, like, stupid bit performances that they have there's to... There's barely anything. Yeah, that, like, there's zero substance to anything that's being said. They just have to sound peppy. They all kind of sound alike, too. They they're do. all in the same like, register of voice. They're all doing the, wow, gosh, and golly gee willikers! Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. I, I want to feel like, because this was all recorded by BLT Productions, like this was all their uh, dubbing work. I want to feel like most of them, if not everybody on this cast, like campaigns, like, no, 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 no please, 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 just give me one of the tugs. Yeah, I, I this just, feels just like, something. this feels like that's what it was. Like, yeah, if you were in the recording booth auditioning, you were there for tugs, and then, oops, you got cast as... Ocho and Aunt Chovy. Congratulations, Jennies. You're both of the seagulls. Like, fuck. Fuck. All right. I wanted to be a tugboat. Like, yeah, I wanted to be fucking Mr. Boffo. 
wanted to be a t tugboat and a friendly tugboat too. God, I'm I'm sorry. The no, you're not. I'm not. The Theodore tugboat theme song rips. <laughs> See, it, I told you, you're not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. That theme song rips. It's the kind of shit that like you could absolutely do some fucking TikTok dances to it, and it wouldn't look that weird. Uh, you heard the call to action, internet. Go ahead. Get on it. If you if you make a TikTok dance set to the music of the Theodore Tugboat theme song, Ow. please send that into Sylvie's Twitter account. Yeah. Not mine. <laughs> no, send it to the show's Twitter account. Hey, I don't have access on the, on my new computer. I forgot the password. Hey. Perfect. Oh, God, I don't remember the password either. Oh, that's great to just admit online. Great. We're going to get hacked. Anyway, um... Yeah, cast is kind of underwhelming outside of the actual meat of the show, which is the Tugs footage. So what can you do? This show was really bland and interesting, even by the low bar of children's entertainment. Yeah, it, it sort of just, it's a show that just exists. And it shouldn't. Yeah. Like, what should exist is Tugs, and it did. And it does. And Theodore Tugboat, and... Charlie Chaplin movies from 1917. We're, we're all happy those exist. Very happy those exist. It's not enough to build a TLC show off of, I'll tell you that much. You could have, honestly, you could have just dubbed over Tugs. They, they, yeah, they, they did all the work already. Just keep those episodes intact. Yeah, just keep them intact. Dub them over to have Canadian-American accents. Um get accused of ripping off theodore tugboat there you go and the cosmic ballet goes on yeah because it would be like oh yeah even though tugs was uh much much older theodore tugboat was did did exist before salty's lighthouse honestly i wouldn't be surprised if that did play into the creation of salty's lighthouse in some capacity because like um theodore was also being aired on pbs Mm -hmm. So this, I, I, it, this feels like the sort of thing that like somebody at TLC saw, like leaned over, uh, like read over PBS's shoulder to look at their homework and was like, oh, okay, yeah, we can do that too. Do you think they went to the um, Theodore Tugboat people, the production companies, they're like, hey, can we use that footage for Salty? And it's like, absolutely fucking not. Why the fuck would we do that? PBS already has it. Go to hell, you hacks. <laughs> and they, and they were. So they did. They went to England. Burn. Are we done talking about this? I'm going to be done talking about this. We can be done talking about this. Fantastic. Any closing thoughts on Tugs? I mean Tugs. I mean Salty's Lighthouse. Watch Theodore Tugboat. Watch Robert Eggers' The Lighthouse. <laughs> Watch anything else. Watch... I, I don't know. Here, let, just give me a second. Uh, do, 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 do. Watch Behind the Screen from 1916, directed by Charlie Chaplin. Uh, watch the 2000 television movie of Britannic. Actually, don't. That came right the hell out of nowhere. Don't. What? Well, cause one, of, one of the ships in Tugs kind of looks like the Britannic. Kind of looks like the Britannic. <laughs> Which made me think of that shitty... TV movie, Britannic. It's a spy thriller. 
Sounds fun. I really want um, someone to make a spy thriller Olympic movie, because then the, tr- the triad will be complete of aggressively mid-spy thrillers based on the Olympics, or, like the uh, White Star Line triplets. See? See? I told you. I told both you and the listener that your expansive knowledge of all things nautical would carry this episode. Well, yeah. I mean, you did say that I had a, a specific reason for picking this episode of Salty's Lighthouse. Yeah. Um, it it was because the the name strike up the band made me think of the band on the Titanic. Yep. Yeah. And we had assumed that there might be something related to it in the Tugs footage, but we were not somewhat none, mistaken. None whatsoever. Oh, you know what it is? You know what it is? Mm. You For this episode, you were Tugs, I was Salty's Lighthouse. Yeah! You did all the work, and I'm just like, yep, uh-huh, I'll, I'll enter it all. Yeah, you, you go. I didn't even do the correct work. No. <laughs> you picked a, a, a better show, and like, yeah, let's talk about that. And I'm like, sure, 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 sure. I mean, I... Less work I have to do. Again, if, if we are opening the floodgates of allowing this to count as Canadian, then I feel like a full Theodore Tugboat episode is a possibility. We'll get desperate enough, don't worry. We'll run out of stuff. We'll 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 do it. Good. I'm I'm just telling you flat out we will do it. Good, because I do want to watch more Theodore Tugboat. You're welcome, by the way. Thank you. Uh so that is going to do it for this latest episode of Cartoon Night in Canada. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard and how could you not, please consider giving us a like, share, review, and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice, preferably Apple Podcasts, because it helps us reach the widest possible audience. You can find the show on Twitter at Cartoon Night Pod, where we post new episodes every Saturday. Except when we don't. Yep. You can find myself on Twitter at Car... No. At Cinema Creep. Mm-hmm. At Cinema Creep is my handle, where, I don't know... I'll post some Charlie Chaplin footage and say, look at the stuff I made. Uh, and you can find me at Sylvie Skeletons, where, um, I don't think I have the family, the, the photos from that family trip, but I definitely did take photos of Theodore II in the Halifax Harbor. So if I, if I find those, uh, I'll post them. There you go. Stay tuned for that. Fuck you, Salty. Goodbye. Theodore, he's a tugboat and a friendly tugboat, too. A friendly tugboat, too. Oh, Theodore, likes to do the things that friendly tugboat.